Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Wednesday, November 29th. I'm Akil Gibbons. Today, we're taking a close look at moms who microdose. But first, the headlines. Arizona Senators John McCain and Jeff Flake, among others, continue to express concerns with the proposed GOP tax bill, and Republican leaders can afford to lose only two votes. According to the Congressional Budget Office, the plan would hurt workers earning less than $30,000 a year while benefiting the highest earners over the next decade. Last week, President Trump endorsed Alabama Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore, who has been accused of sexual misconduct involving teenage girls. But it's unclear how much influence the president's support will have over the embattled campaign. And more than 100,000 Bali residents living close to Mount Agung are being forced to evacuate after ash started sporadically spewing from the volcano on Saturday. Indonesia's disaster agency issued its highest level warning on Monday of an impending explosion. And now, here's the news you won't get anywhere else. About 40 million adults in the U.S. take psychiatric medications for anxiety or depression. Women who are parenting may be one of the most vulnerable groups. But some mothers are going a different route. They've discovered the benefits of microdosing, consuming medical marijuana in the form of edibles, like chocolates or candies, in small amounts. But like all cannabis use, the alternative to prescription medications remains stigmatized, especially for women of color. Here's tonic writer Rajul Punjabi speaking with Vice's Ankita Rao on how this all plays out. This is a really fascinating piece because it talks about a population of people who frequently use marijuana that we don't talk about a lot, which is moms. Yeah, uh, the piece that we posted this morning is by a writer, Sarah Bragel, and I think that we assigned it because it was a little bit of a twist on a trend that's happening right now called Moms Who Microdose. So there are these young mothers who are trying to do it all, of course, such a cliche, except a lot of them have decided to microdose edibles. So just eat small, you know, amounts of weed cookies and things like that to cope with stress, anxiety. Um, A lot of them really do believe it's better than mommy juice, which is red wine. There's also a big piece in here about race. How does race play into mom's microdosing? Uh, A lot of the moms that are, are kind of hooking onto this trend, most of them actually are white. And immediately, you know, people on Twitter were reacting to these articles about moms who microdose. And they were saying that, of course, these women can do this easily. And of course, this is liberating for them because it's a white privilege thing. They said that it reeks of white privilege. At least in the U.S., there's such a long history of how we perceive drugs in the black community versus the white community. And we see that with the opioid crisis and we see that with so many other things. Do you think that 
weed will be perceived differently if it becomes more widely accepted by this nurturing community of mothers. The writer was presenting some very interesting quotes from some of these moms that argued that, yes, by putting this on the forefront, maybe we can shift the perception. But quite frankly, I don't see that happening anytime soon because there are the stereotypes, plus there are still the statistics about young Black Americans being arrested for weed four times more than white Americans when the usage and, you know, possession and all of that and selling it, too, is the same. I hate to be pessimistic, but I think that's a that's a big mountain to move. Let's talk about how exactly this happens. So when we're talking about microdosing, I mean, is there a certain amount? How many times a day? Is there like a Facebook group that all of these women or mothers are joining to talk about it? Um, what's the sort of community even built around? It's a great question. My research goes to show that there are social media communities that bring these women together. And there are often groups of friends who are taking, you know, half a weed cookie of a small dosage, maybe, you know, in the afternoon around playtime or whatever it is. And that's all fine and good. But I think even if you are actively participating in something like this publicly, that's a risk that women of color sometimes can't take. Women, especially mothers, get scrutinized for every decision they make, like, are you sleep training your kid? Are you breastfeeding your kid? And now when you throw this idea of, are you microdosing so you can be a better mother or take care of yourself, it just opens up this huge Pandora's box. I mean, what you're saying is absolutely true. Everybody judges mothers for everything. But it's such a weird double standard. Um, And the piece talks about this a little bit, too, that You know, a lot of people think it's strange or um, too bold for a mom to have half an edible when, you know, a lot of women are opening their wine bottles at three, four in the afternoon. And we all know that alcohol is a much bigger problem than marijuana is. And that's my personal opinion. So we know that one is safe enough to try, but it's just there's so much stigma, even for white moms, of course. And how does this play out geographically? You know, that's so interesting that, yes, these communities are very much so in in states like Colorado and California, where it's easier to access edibles and it's legal, you know, at different capacities. But even women of color in Colorado, there's this one woman in the article that she's uh, Latina and she says that I moved here from Miami and she had a community, but she's like, I am, I feel out of place as a person of color and I cannot participate in this, even if it's completely legal. She says that she is aware of the stereotypes. There's a sort of like Du Bois's double consciousness about it. Like she sees herself as she thinks other people do. So even, you know, the, the judgment's a part of it too. And it's not just specifically mothers, but I think parents as a whole are just judged when they smoke weed, even if they crack open a bottle of wine every night. Absolutely, they're judged. And I definitely think that parents of color have more of a reason to worry about this. In Philando Castile's case, he was fatally shot. And the officer that shot him said that he smelled marijuana in the car, which deemed him a threat. And he said, while he did have a legal uh, concealed weapon, he did say that it was the smell of marijuana that, you know, deemed him an irresponsible parent. And what else would he be capable of? And that was a part of what got him shot. Whether he was telling the truth or not about him feeling threatened, you are considered a terrible parent if you smoke weed most of the time, which is, I don't understand why we don't have that same, you know, perspective about so many other drugs. 
to read the full article on mom's microdosing, go to tonic.vice.com. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com and tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.